0: that's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW, void word prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Audio Frontier. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is entry number 31, and it's Wrestling Daft the Marks. Hailing from Larbert, weighing in at 185 pounds. I'm John. And with me, a man. Bigger than the time it took Paul Heyman to uncuff Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, it's Big Alex.
3: It was absolutely shocking, wasn't it? Like, how is how is a man that's been around wrestling so long never taken off a pair of handcuffs? I mean, it tells you probably a little bit more than you need to know about how kinky his sex life is. But
2: Well, not kinky at all, probably. Exactly.
3: He's he apparently a very vanilla man.
2: He just can't work a key. What the yeah. hell? Um, and with him tagging alongside him, uh, it's a man who this week has spoke to the legends that are the Bushwhackers... Uh, he's walking down with a funny walk onto the podcast. It's Gary Cassidy.
1: Aye, so um, a, a wee belter for of that one that I'll <laughs> let you in on before oh, we start. Oh, here we go. Just,
2: well, well, I'm, 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 I'm presuming we're going to get to hear this interview on the podcast.
1: Aye, aye, it'll definitely be available, but... Uh, uh, you know, so we've spoken before about our respective ages, and and yep. I was six when the Bushwhackers left WWE, so yeah, so I so I don't remember much of them apart from having the wee Hasbro figures, seeing the march, and then when they came back, you know, when they were in ECWs, the, the I can't remember their names, but they were the Extended Dudley Family and the Gimmick battle Royal. But I was asking them just all, all sorts of things about their gimmick, and they were just um, just brilliant. Uh, but the last question I asked them was, who's the worst person you've licked? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't give me a wrestling answer, which was annoying. So I was really hoping they would give me, you know, Bret Hart or something like that. I, well, I don't even think they were in uh, any interaction room. But they spoke to me about um, how they done Family Matters, you know, the show with Urkel um, in America. Mm,
3: I yeah, think and, I do. Yeah, you've seen, I've seen yeah. a lot of like American TV
1: shows and stuff. So they've done that and apparently he went and uh, licked a woman's face that was a former gladiator and essentially couldn't breathe because they had an allergic reaction to the uh, makeup she was wearing <laughs> and was choking on the makeup the full time. But then they said, oh, I, I gave her the best licking she's ever had. On oh, no her face, no down under because obviously they are New Zealanders. It's <laughs> so like, oh no! It's like I'm glad this is even in PG. It can't be. so it was great. <laughs> just popped me cannot... the whole time.
2: <laughs> on that, who do you think would be the worst wrestler to lick?
3: It depends on how you, the different types of fake tan they use. Is so it imagine some would taste nicer than others, and then different types of baby oil as well? Maybe some have flavored baby oil for that exact mm. reason.
1: Probably, I'd say Boogeyman just because his diet consists of worms but I'm thinking weirdly the best I think might be Otis because I think it would just taste like ham because all we know about him is he consumes a lot of ham. So, <laughs> I don't think... Know. I don't Gary, I'm Otis.
3: not going to be able to see Otis as anything other than a ham from now on. Like, you know,
2: I, I I don't think what you consume makes you taste like that, Gary. I'm no biologist here or a doctor. Have you never I, heard the rumours about the pineapples, John? <laughs> There is a thing about pineapples, <laughs> yes, but we won't go into that, Alex. you get your mind
3: out the gutter. Gary <laughs> started it. Gary started it. Talking about the Gar- workers and they're giving <laughs> her the best lick out she's ever had. Right. Licking, sorry, that was the challenge. Like,
2: <laughs> licking, not licking. Oh, God almighty. Right, let's get our minds out the gutter and get into the Royal Rumble. Gary, you day, Mr. Patreon pay-per-view. Thanks, as ever, to everyone that joined on the Patreon pay-per-view party. Shout-out to Pablo, as ever, regular. Robert and his wife, um, they're always good. They're always cracking into the whiskey when they're on. Who else is on? Bronze Chill. who'll be on the show later on to, to do the buddies and put-overs. Um, thanks for everyone, divers Tom, the whole shebang, um, all on all on the Patreon pay per view. We watched that along on the Monday night. Gary, you sat up and watched it live. We asked you what you thought of it ahead of it, and you gave it an eight and a half out of ten. What was so good about this year's Royal Rumble?
1: I I, I loved it. I thought um, in terms of just pay per view, start to finish, as opposed to like I think the Royal Rumble pay per is normally you're just like oh, I just want the two matches Aye. like. A, really care about any other matches, but I thought, you know, obviously, the, the, I loved the way the Drew match turned out, even though I don't like seeing Goldberg in the ring. It was probably the best you him since before. He returned in 2016. I loved, Am I the only one still getting that.
3: over the fact that he actually put someone over and then looked really fucking unhappy about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I actually thought, um, I wasn't sure, I, I couldn't tell how his reaction was, but I I just loved the way they used them like that. I thought that was great, you know, having a title change on the pre show as well, even though it wasn't a match that I really cared about that much. Having a title change on the kickoff show is quite a big thing as well. It was the women's tag team championships. Can we just Aye. put an next to but
2: that? Then they
3: did work that into the show, yeah, did. I, like it became part of the female Royal Rumble, so
1: but I, I just thought, um, I don't think. Any Royal Rumble match for me is going to compare, like booking wise and storyline wise, to last year. I think that's probably going to always be, you know, one of my favourites and definitely up there. Uh, but I thought this one was really good. Obviously, a lot of good surprises. Loved the women's match. Um, wasn't it so big on the We Truth thing that happened, but don't really mind it. Um, and I just thought everything was good about it. You know, the the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match, it's like uh, it's between the two Rumbles, it'll be a P break match, was the opposite of a P break match. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Loved the full thing.
2: Yeah, we were talking about that on the the patron uh, pay per view party. Is no one's really a massive fan of the last man standing. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a particular big fan of it. I prefer a, a false count anyway. Oh, you just
1: but... mean like the gimmick overall? Yeah.
2: I thought that was really, really good. Um,
3: some great spots in it as well. Um, Bones and Reigns' chemistry is just off the charts now, really, isn't it? And it's. It's going. they're starting to have a bit of a tradition now of actually having good championship matches during the Rumble card. Yeah. Like, you know, like a good number of years in a row now, or at least, well like six out of five or something like that. And they also, it's continued their run of just another good pay-per-view. Like, when was the last bad WWE pay-per-view? Like last year, the beginning of the year, maybe?
2: Survivor and... Seas wasn't great, was it?
3: <laughs>
1: It kind of wasn't a terrible eye. It was terrible. It was. It anyway, like, but it wasn't. It wasn't the worst. But I and I think also, without giving the game away too much, uh, when we get to the berries and put overs, it done the impossible and made raw exciting. So, uh, it? oh well, yeah, I think, I think
3: we were all legitimately <laughs> surprised at the winner and like and how long a certain Mister Copeland lasted in that match. Who knew Edge had it in him to last an hour and ten minutes? That that was
2: that was incredible. That you know they stretched out because we you see him coming in um, at number one, you think right, well there's no way he's going to go on to win it. Um, what was the
1: the biggest pop for you, Gary? i I'm, i I'm, I know exactly what it was, but <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you anyway. Annoyingly, actually, on the edge note, I think that gave the game away because they announced he was at number two. And then when he came out at number one, I was going, well, I know why he's at number one, because he's definitely going (laughs) to win. But um, the biggest pop, I think, definitely Christian. I don't think there's any two ways about it. But the one that always gets me, and I actually really like Victoria coming back as well. um, But the one that always gets me is Hurricane. Anytime <laughs> he's back, just as soon as I hear the music, I've just absolutely love seeing Hurricane in the rings. Uh, John pointed
3: out that he's wrestled in, or at least appeared on AEW Impact and WWE in the same
1: calendar year, and can't think of anyone else that's done that. So, yep, good on uh, him. milking so that gimmick as far as well. Possibly Zach Ryder. But I'm not sure when his last a WWE appearance was, but possibly Zack Ryder. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Zack Ryder's a young, fit guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Hurricane is not, <laughs> and he's yeah, still earning yeah. the money.
2: Um, who was the kind of standout guy in the Rumble
3: for you guys? I mean... It- It was actually a difficult one. I don't think there was any huge standouts. I thought they booked Priest really well and Riddle really well. I was was... going to say
2: Matt Riddle. I thought Matt Riddle looked like a million dollars in that match. there not a
3: lot of talk that potentially he got some of Keith Lee's spots due to Keith's unforeseen or unfortunate situation with COVID.
1: So there's a very bizarre one on that where apparently, and I don't know where this came from because I'd just seen it literally like right before we came on, but somebody's saying that his replacement was Otis and I'm going, there's no way his replacement was Otis because Otis was already announced. The one I would think was Ricochet uh, because obviously he failed uh, in his qualification Mm. match and then ended up in the match. But I I don't know. It's hard to look past Edge as the standard just because he was there for the full thing. But I think I... The one that I came away for, gone, that's really excited me was Damian Priest. I, I yeah. think that was one that I came away for, gone. I can't wait to see what this guy does next. But I almost, almost, almost as well. Almost was uh he was amazing. But I think and I Reginald, actually,
3: Reginald too. You've got to give Reginald his views as well. He was fucking.
1: All over the I just He's I right want I want to see more of Reginald in every capacity. The guy's yeah. absolutely brilliant. But I think for me, the one standout across the full thing was Ripley. I think we are Ripley just looked yeah, bit, brilliant bit in bit every way.
2: They booked her really well. And I thought, same with Bianca Belair as well. I mean, Aye. obviously, you know,
3: great to see her to, to go on and, and win it as well. And In let's the long just term hope- booking with Charlotte and the three of them as the last three, I think was terrific. And that little like, face-off they had with the three of them, that's yeah. obviously going to be where WWE is going to take Charlotte's storylines for the next kind of year. So I'm glad Ripley and Charlotte didn't get their rematch. So
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. Like, let's just hope they, they don't fuck up the booking with uh, with uh, there, You know they've already kind of given it a good go with that So we'll see how it goes. But no, I, overall, I, I thought really really good Rumble. Um, like you say, Gary, as a pay per view itself, I thought it was pretty pretty body. I didn't, I couldn't pick out under many- four hours
3: as well. Last year's Rumble was six hours. It's amazing oh. what WWE like. It just kind of goes to show that Raw's biggest problem is the fucking time frame, and everyone knows it. <laughs> and They can produce good content if they just have a limited time span.
1: Also one interesting note on it that obviously one of them ended up on the kickoff, but it's I think, the first ever WWE pay-per-view to have a 50-50 gender split in terms of the card. Oh, really? Three men's matches, three women's matches. I'm not sure about that fact, I think. I've pulled that fact out there and canny think yet to combat it. So I, I've not actually researched it fully. But well, for the sake like, of today, Gary,
3: fact. we'll say that's an uh, interesting no,
1: fact. It fact. Well done, Gary.
2: I like that fact. We'll definitely I'm, sure
3: if, I'm sure if you're wrong, you will get called out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, of course you
2: will. Of course you will. Um, so, yeah, no, a good rumble all around. Um, and it, it just, go, I mean, just further on to that, I'm assuming Edge is going to go after
1: Reigns. I think everybody was saying that oh, it's going to be Edge and Drew and then Reigns and Brian, but I think Brian, I, I, I'm probably going to upset a lot of people here. I don't think he's got another title running him. I think he's no. doing the putting over people before he becomes part time um, type mode. Yeah, if he, was, and, if he was going to get it, he had to have won on Sunday, didn't he? And he
3: would get on the last mania moment and that would have been it, but that's obviously no. not happening.
1: Literally, the only way I could have seen it no being Reigns and Edge would be if it was Goldberg and Reigns, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the way. In this way, they can get their Spear versus Spear, a better Spear versus Spear match than they were going to get. Yeah. Heel, you know, and I know everybody loves Edge as a heel, but if we get crowds in the building, who's going to boo Edge? absolutely <laughs> nobody's going to boo uh, Edge, so you might as well stick him with Reigns. Yeah, Realistically, I think, I think it's... Sheamus, so. yeah. I
3: think the match between Sheamus, Edge, Roman and Edge is also less less of a sure thing who wins that I think if Edge went against Drew I think we'd all be saying yeah Edge is going to win that belt but against Roman and Edge. I think
1: they've I know that people might want to see Roman keep the belt but I think they've built Roman that well as a heel that if Edge is to beat Roman it will still get cheered by a live crowd because Roman's that good a heel and Edge obviously never lost the belt and has this ridiculous redemption story so I think I'm sure that's the only way to go, and I thought that I was in, like, the majority, but a few people were saying to me, no, definitely no, it's got to be Edge versus Drew, no. Roman V. Brian. I was it's like, no, that doesn't make
2: any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're right, it's, a... it's absolutely the only way to go. What and about, they did um... have
3: Seamus turn on Drew on Monday, so they've potentially already started Drew's potential WrestleMania story there. Yeah,
1: true, true. What about Belair? I think definitely Sasha Banks, no, ta- no two ways about it. I think, um, actually... I wrote an article I can plug uh, Inside the Ropes. Kenny was on a chat with Bianca Belair uh, before, I can't remember what pay-per-view it was, but last year, and she said that her dream WrestleMania match would be against Sasha Banks. So right. she's breaking kayfabe if she doesn't, issue Sasha. <laughs> did, did, it, did it turn Belair
2: heel in the meantime? Because we know that's what she she was in NXT.
1: I think you'd have to turn
3: the Speed Profits as well, because this is the thing now, uh, they've, yeah. they've started making these links between couples, and you can't have...
1: Face one and heal the other. Oh, well, you well, you can. Seth
2: Rollins and Becky Lynch, look at
1: that. I think I'd actually rather. I, I mean, I don't really want them to turn Sasha heel again, but I much prefer Sasha's probos when she's a heel. I think she's great at working in the ring as a face, but I think you can either go face v face or I would probably turn Sasha because I think you get a really good feel good moment if Bianca Belli or wins or match at the. At WrestleMania, or,
2: or does the title get dropped on the way to WrestleMania Elimination? They could,
1: oh, aye, they could do that because you know Bailey you Bailey has been the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> that has been the full story that's there and ready to go. If they have Bailey win the title at Elimination Chamber or Fast Lane, I think is the yeah. Fast well, there's lane. a lot of that's talk about Europe Fast. Block, so.
3: Like I think we're all predicting Fast lanes actually They're going to be a big deal this year because it's the first show on Peacock. Yeah.
1: So, oh, normally I just gets swept I under the rug. Yeah, I forgot that's actually going to be on Peacock. I thought Mania was the, the first one, but Fastlane will probably have something big happening then. Yeah, I, I, actually I see wonder... see a if, big
3: Fastlane swerve this year, just A for Peacock and B for the sake of fucking swerve.
1: I wonder if they,
2: they, they do the switch at Elimination Chamber, however, and, you know, so they, they, they save away Bailey and Sasha, and they do the switch it, you know, where, where Sasha doesn't, you know, lose the title really through a straight match. Um, and, and she loses it through shenanigans at Elimination Chamber
3: I don't even think you need to leave it through shenanigans in Elimination Chamber, you can just have like a three on one situation and down she goes kind of yeah. thing you know?
2: I, yeah, I wonder, what that'll be interesting anyway, we'll see where that ends up um, great rumble though, really enjoyed it um, and uh, next thanks for everyone that came on with Patreon Pay-Per-View as I said, um, we're going to do our next one, is going to be Wrestlemania my might do Elimination Chamber but definitely oh, well win- then all the stings come back Oh in well, evolution. we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. We'll see if we can get something on the go. But uh, thanks for joining in and that, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the Rumble as well. Um, we'll be getting on to the TV shows. It's what I, We've done it again. It's one of those weird weeks. We're going to go back and look at the TV shows from across the weekend. We're going to be doing uh, Dynamite, NXT, uh, SmackDown, and of course Raw in the company of our guest, Mark. The current guest mark champion uh, Bronze chill he will be on doing Smackdown for us uh, Gary will have all the news a bit later on we're back on F- Fantasy Booking Island this week as we book Conor McGregor in the WWE the first six months looking around it looks like Gary's forgot to do his
1: homework uh, And <laughs> I Alex- forgot what it was I was hoping you'd mention it before we get to the end yeah, so I can yeah. think about it during <laughs> yeah, and Alex you've had two weeks now to think
2: of this so it better be bloody good and Alex
3: has also totally forgot about to do it all days. He's very tired from watching the Rumble last night. So,
2: right, okay, we'll wait and see what that ends up. That's a great sell for the show, guys. Well played. <laughs>
3: and John, how prepared are you then?
2: I'm all prepared.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Akira Tozawa. It's 4
2: past four in the morning. I've got booking in my head. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, but before all of that, let's cut a promo. Well. I have. A lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right. Okay. Give me the microphone. First of all, um, it needs to be noted uh, as an aside promo. Uh, well, at while doing the Patreon pay-per-view party and watching the Rumble with Alex, he ordered the pizza, Gary. And let me tell you about this pizza, okay? An apple on it? No. No. no <laughs> it did not have, but it did have, however, onion badgie and an egg.
3: Would you like me to... I I can probably read you the full ingredients list. Uh, Go go for it. I think that's worthwhile. (laughs) Give give me two seconds. So if anyone...
1: It already sounds worse than pineapple on pizza, me. That is Ah. it. (laughs)
2: This is Alex's pizza. How do I, I get Im- my old orders up on delivery? God damn it. <laughs> I, d- I can imagine. We'll, we'll just pause it for a minute, Alex. I want to hear the, you know, like the m I want you to do it in the style of the m food advert when you read out this fantastic creation. You orders. Okay, here punch. we go. <clears throat> here we go. An m style.
3: On this beautiful pizza, we had red sauce, mozzarella, egg, chorizo, black pudding, red onion, sweet corn, jalapenos, sun-dried tomatoes, gherkins, rum, hawk, ham, or as we know it on this podcast, Otis ham, <laughs> chocolate chilli pulled pork, onion badgie, and it was fucking delicious, might I add to the end
1: of it. If you take the egg and the onion badgie off that, it sounds fantastic to me, but I'm not having the egg or the onion badgie. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate chilli, get yourself in the oh, bag. But- Chocolate chilli is absolutely incredible. That is almost everything that I've got, sweet and savoury. It's like chocolate and chilli mixed in. I've got, like, fudge for a place in um, aloe that's like chocolate chilli and also... Just chocolate chili or well, chocolate and chili is brilliant. Right, okay. so I, like, I, my sister my nah, no by
3: putting chocolate into her actual chilies as well. It's
2: yeah, I do, I do, I do I have to say I put a bit of dark chocolate in my chili. I have to admit that. But on a pizza, get no, no, I'm not having it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about Alex's pizza and promo. We're going to do something yes. slightly wrestling related this week that I want to cut a promo on. And this was pointed out when we went to the commentary table last night uh, watching the rumble. There's Corey Graves with a fucking turtleneck. Now, Gary, <laughs> I'm looking at you. I can't work out if you're a turtleneck wearer or have you worn a ter- turtleneck in the past?
1: I never have. I've been tempted, but I don't know if it's a good or a bad idea over the past you know, year and a half. I've put on a wee bit of timber. So um, I'm not sure if a turtleneck would be complimentary to, the, to, to fixing the double chin problem or if you just grow the beard a wee bit more. But nah, I'm not really a turtleneck guy. I think... Um, I think they'd be really annoying. It's better, you know, you've got stubble, it's going to be itchy. No, that's not a nano for me. And I think they I, look a bit Bond villain esque.
2: Yeah, have you ever, right now, because uh, turtleneck's right. I am I am not a fan of the turtleneck. I think you, you. and I'm sorry if you, you're a tur- turtleneck wearer out there. I apologize. I apologize profusely. But you look like a bit of a dick in a turtleneck, <laughs> don't you?
1: And have you ever. I made... think people that wear turtlenecks definitely wear those, uh, the trousers that are way too tight, which is fine because I wear very tight trousers. Yeah. But... The very short ones with no socks, and then those shoes that look like slippers. Yeah, chains I'm, as well. Chains and turtlenecks seems to have become a bit of a well, thing. Aye, yeah. but
3: but the rock, that's the, rock. Is that? that's
2: aye, the so, rock, isn't it? Aye. The rock in the infamous picture wore a turtleneck with the bum bag and the chain, didn't he? Right. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should turn about turn if I'm about to cut a promo. On the rock. But yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that wears a turtleneck and I've liked them. I don't, you know, when you're introduced with someone with a turtle neck, you go, "Oh, this guy's gonna be a fucking prick," and they end up talking about politics and shit. And like, you're just like, "No, just you, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they generally drive a Jag or a BMW. <laughs> what what are you driving, good man? I drive a Jag.
3: Are you not just jealous that they actually drive the Jag or the BMW? Is that no! not this really is John?
2: They're just pricks. So <laughs> listen, if you do wear a turtle neck and you're a good guy, apologies, but. Generally, anyone I've met with a turtleneck. And Corey Graves, I don't know if Corey Graves is a prick or not. He seems a little bit of a prick. Gary, you might have the inside scoop. Is Corey Graves a prick or not?
1: I have never spoken to him. Um, I quite like the guy just by virtue of him being covered in tattoos and on TV. But I have heard from someone who will remain nameless who has interviewed him that he is not the... Oh, yeah, yeah, not the politest person. They, uh, they <laughs> interviewed him and Carmela said Carmela was lovely, and Corey Graves just couldn't give you a fuck. Right. So, uh,
2: so <laughs> but it might have been a bad
1: day. Everybody has a bad day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we do, we do. But translate, not the politest person, so prick. So, there we go. Theory proved. There we go. Up the road. Thank you very much. Yeah. Getting the bin, Turtle next. <laughs> Yes, it's time to look back at the weekly shows as we buddy and put over stuff from them. Um, Alex does AEW, I do NXT, Gary does Raw and our guest mark, the current title holder of the guest mark title, Mr. Bronze Cello, friend of the show, is going to do SmackDown. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great, guys. Yourself? Excellent. We were just Good. talking about the Rumble. You were a big fan of it as well. You were on the Patreon pay-per-view party.
4: Yeah, I uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, my only problem was, I think, with the women's, I think the wrong woman won. I would have liked to have seen Rhea Ripley have it. Um, because Smartdown's so be really, so <laughs> <I die. laughs> Smart done a really good job of you know, elevating Bianca. Um, Bayley's done a great job with her. And even if they carried on the path with her, I don't think she needed the Rumble win to actually maybe even be in the WrestleMania title pitcher so if if Rhea had won it they could have put her straight on Raw maybe had her against Asuka and Charlotte that's that's kind of my take on it but yeah really enjoyed both matches so happy Christian came back big Mm -hmm. fan of him years ago Uh, I was more of a Christian guy than Edge so yeah oh
2: really Um, (laughs) yeah you were in the Thunderdome for it Paul what was the experience like you've been in a couple of times and
4: you got in for what was the experience like in the Thunderdome for the Rumble? I think they were having some audio problems. We didn't really hear microphones. Like, um, it's it's hard to explain. The music was quite muffled. And when Bad Bunny, which is probably a good thing, when he was performing, we didn't hear him singing. We literally heard the instrumental track, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got to see Booker T
3: standing there looking like a badass, that was by far the best part of that segment, anyway. No. <laughs> to so,
1: totally Michael Cole saying like, Jai Bro was like the best thing like, ever. Because <laughs> I'm going, if Booker T was near you and heard that, we would have an impromptu fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> on the,
4: on the go. <laughs> but yeah, um, totally different experience. You know, I can say that virtually I've been to a Rumble. So yeah.
2: <laughs> and it didn't
4: cost me nothing. Well,
2: there you go. Absolutely, Absolutely. Uh, So let's get into the shows as usual. I, I pre-fade this with uh, the, the basically chat that we're going back in time. We've talked about the Rumble. We're going to talk about
3: the go- we should get
2: that sim- <laughs> uh We're going to the the go home shows, uh, and let's start off with Alex in AEW because that had nothing to do with the Rumble anyway.
3: Exactly, and I'm going to do something crazy this week, and all of my putovers are going to be actual wrestling matches, so what? I'm going to get my non out of the way first, and then we'll, then we'll talk about wrestling in the wrestling podcast. So my first bury this week, John Moxley, who the fuck drinks room temperature water? What's that all about, mate? Like, <laughs> who's ever come in one day and be like, you know what I want right now? I just want a tepid glass of water that would really just
1: hit the spot right now. See um, all the <laughs> that he done on uh, WWE that they tried to do to make him look like a lunatic. They could have just said that one sentence and I'd have believed it. Exactly. And like,
3: <laughs> does he live next to a building site? Because I, I, I can't imagine that's a safe place for him and Renee's future child to go up next to. Visit, <laughs> but he's there every fucking week. And speaking in nonsense, I also have to bury Sting because the man is terrible at smashing windows with baseball bats. Like, I mean, come <laughs> like, on. That was like the
1: retribution thing all over again where they threw a brick through a window that was already smashed. It was like again, the exact same segment.
3: Well, you see, I think Sting and Darby were perhaps in the warehouse that was behind John Moxley and then went on some kind of like <laughs> AW day out to the warehouse to film all their promo material. So it was good though. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about Sting referring to himself as a hooligan, but yeah. storyline, what can I say? On to the wrestling. First put over of the night, Adam Page versus Ryan Nemeth. I was quite happy to see Dolph's wee brother in the ring. I thought he did a good job. He's ripped off enough of Dolph so that you know who he is, but he's also cut the hair. So he looks like that version of Dolph that Vince hated because he looked really generic, but it was a good match. And I think I'm hoping to do something with Adam Page and Matt Hardy. I think it'd be a good storyline for the two of them. And hopefully it ends up with like Page rejecting him and kind of carrying on with his kind of low persona as I can kind of see that being his storyline for the foreseeable future, is people just trying to make friends with him and him just panning them off because he's still a hurt, hurt man. Uh, my second putover of the evening was Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy. It was a great match, built really well. I mean, Dax probably loves his headlocks a little, little bit too much, but I think it helped build the match. The right man won, Jungle Boy got a huge win, and they even didn't oversell the corny bits with Luchasaurus and uh, Cash and Tully all chained together. I thought it was quite good. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: I love your use of the word corny there, because when I was watching the end, my first thought was, I wonder what Jim Cornette thinks of this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the way they really worked it. Like First of all, it was the two of them holding back Luchasaurus during all of like Dax's 18,000 headlocks, and then it quickly changed to like, Luchasaurus holding the two of them back. So it was good. I liked the use of the gimmick. It was nice. And I kind of felt sorry for them because the match of the night had to be the Dark Order versus the Bullet Club. It was just terrific, really, wasn't it? Like it was, it turned into the spot fest we all thought it would be. Because I think I, I'm starting to think of it, like Silver and Reynolds are almost a spot fest as the Bucks, and I'm totally down for it. So they've even combined what Silver and Reynolds' little usual obstacle course, and then they put a little fatality on the end of it with Grace and the and then we got that huge quadruple bullet club super kick and even had kenny omega running down to the ring with his one shoe towards the end of the night so terrific job great main event and it's helped to build till next week but before i finish i need to do a quick turning japanese running sorry john this is unscheduled but okay. you just have to deal with it so put it over number one john moxley is finally fucking turned up on new japan Storm on friday nights And it's looking like I believe originally under Moxley's contract he was only allowed to work New Japan dates in Japan. But it looks like good cunt Tony Khan has once again been good cunt Tony Khan and is allowing Mox to wrestle at the dojo in the US. So great news there. I do have to kind of put a little of my heart and soul out to Mr. Shingo Takagi for our patron Mr. Dao who gets very upset when I never mention him. He unfortunately dropped his never open weight title to Hiroshi Tanahashi. But Losing to Tanahashi in New Japan is like losing to Cena in WWE. It doesn't actually hurt you in any way. And Tanahashi's hitting that spot now. He's really dropping down to the mid card and he's starting to really make the stars. So I'm hoping that they actually get a nice new program together and you start to see Shingo rise up the mid card. And the final turning Japanese putter of the week, I promise, John, is that Jay White did not sign for WWE. He was back. There
1: you
0: go. I that think was- that.
1: that. The Moxley thing I think is an interesting point because I remember that being the thing that, and I think it's the same with Jericho where it was you can wrestle in Japan for New Japan but you can't wrestle anywhere in North America but I think it's now at the point where Tony Khan probably knows if John Moxley turns up, it's going to be the headlines everywhere will be AEW's John Moxley turns up in New Japan. <laughs> so I think it's just a win-win situation for everybody. It's a,
3: it's a smart business decision. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yep. way better to improve the relationship with New Japan and let Mox wrestle than it is to not. And it's as you said, it's free publicity, isn't it? So yep. I understand why they didn't do it when he was the champion, but now he's no longer. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, turning Japanese, we'll get that back very soon, won't we? What's the next big thing, Japanese-wise, Alex?
3: They're still, I mean, we've got, they're kind of doing a bit of the New Beginnings Tour at the moment, so there's a couple of shows going on over in Japan, kind of simultaneously with the States, so they kind of reset their year. They have still kind of yet to announce much, mainly because of COVID, Japan's still got yeah. a big lockdown, and Olympics and all the rest of it, so it's yeah, still very up in the air.
2: Okay, okay. Um, let's move on then to NXT, where we're in the middle of the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic, uh, which is taking up a lot of television time. But I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, I have to say. Um, the you know I'm, I'm interested to see Thatcher and Champa um, go at it uh, next week. But um, like Kushida and Ruff. Uh, team together there was a a lot of heel versus heel face versus face stuff going on in NXT this week let's just get into the the, the buddies Um, we'll we'll do a buddy first because it's Dane and Maverick um, who took on MSK MSK looked great again but I just think the Dane and Maverick thing has been you know from it's just been rushed it's been rushed it's been rushed along too quickly that whole should have been a build it just seemed to be like it just, you know, they went from being, you know, frenemies to like this tag team too quickly for me. There should be more of that build of, uh, you know, uh, Maverick being that annoying wee guy and, and Dane. But I mean they, they, I mean, they got, MSK went over them. Um, But you just wanted to see them do more in the tournament and doing more as a tag team. So I just think they've rushed that whole thing because I thought I had great potential and I hope they stick with it because it's brilliant and they're really working well as a team and that whole using um, Drake Maverick as as a weapon is brilliant, you know, so I just think they've rushed it a bit. I don't know how you guys feel on it, but um, yeah. I feel like
1: it's the kind of storyline where, and I hope they keep going with it because I think there is somewhere to go, but it almost feels like it's run its course without actually going anywhere. It's like it's run its course, but on a treadmill. So it's like, it's just nowhere, anywhere. But I do love the, you know, my weekly mention of Serpentico. They're doing the thing that um, Luther and Serpentico do where they are using them as a weapon, which is a, proper old trope anyway in wrestling but I absolutely love that but I just hope that I hope that loss doesn't really I I know they're not really a win loss oriented team but I hope it doesn't really stick the brakes on the on the actual thing they were doing with them because I think there is definitely something to do with them yeah no absolutely
3: otherwise what else are they doing that's the other thing as well isn't it it's not as if either of them like Dane's always just been meandering around since Cross left and Sanity broke up and fabric's only just come back really hasn't he so
2: yeah yeah yeah. go to uh, first put mm. over the night and I've ju- I, I've just realised this and it's WWE using an actual probably reference from the last couple of years as opposed to the Vince McMahon references that he uses for comedy and what have you which are dated back for about 10 years ago where we're you know we've got that Harley Quinn Joker thing going on and um, with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss and stuff but I've just realised that the Scarlett and um, Carrion Cross, Carrying Cross, sorry, it's like the Red Witch gimmick from uh, Game of Thrones. It's like that she's like the
3: Red Witch from so Game... he's Stannis and she's Melisandre. Yeah, is she gonna give birth to some kind of weird Carrion Cross-esque shadow? <laughs> is she gonna crawl into the ring and win him the belt, but and is he gonna get murdered by his brother?
2: It, it does leave a kind of interesting prospect for me that if karen was to go up to the main roster or something like that she would maybe switch allegiances or, or you know and she's like looking for the next kind of king kind of idea and i i, I just i like i think that's what they're, what they're doing with it but i really like it so she's obviously the the mystical you know spooky thing going on and he's just like the straight up hard man wrestling she's doing all the you know spooky stuff you know um, so yeah, I, I, I've just realized that and I really like that. So it's
3: good that she's going to be part of your spooky club faction moving forward. Then
2: we'll talk about spooky club faction and spooky club a bit later on. We've got an update if you didn't hear uh, last week's episodes of the show, uh, go back and listen to Rab Grado and spooky club, it's good banter. Um, more on that later, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying that stuff. And you know, they put the, there was a whole thing of this card turned up in Santos Escobar. I don't know why they're putting... I can't see why they'd be put in carrying cross up against Santos Escobar. But... You know, it might work. Cruiserweight
1: carrying cross. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: there was, maybe it's maybe it's not carrying cross. Maybe it's maybe it's someone else. But it was it was hinted that it was carrying cross. You anyway, need be the
3: first man to hold both the NXT and the Cruiserweight
2: Championship. <laughs> <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially. But yeah, um, like where it's going. To, and talking about that as a whole, you know, the the way are booking NXT at the moment and the way the creative are, are, are putting the show together, I think is is getting done really, really well. You know, segments are make sense. For example, we had a, a segment about Imperium, uh, which ran a, a, a promo run for it, obviously with the return of Alexander Wolfe, um, saying that they're dominating the world, you know, with what were on, you know, in NXT UK and, and the rest of them over in America. And it was, it kind of, it makes sense. You know, they're, they're, they're making things make sense because last week I was on here talking about the loss, of, you know, the fact that water wasn't there and, and what have you. But it just seems to be a really well booked show and not like, you know, we're going to talk about Raw, which I think there's been improvements on, but it just seems that this makes sense and this flows really, really well as a show. So, hats off to the production and the creative on XT. I think they're doing a really good job. It went through a bit of a sticky patch, but I think it's back on track. So, Happy with that, and um, happy with a lot of things. Um, I was going to do another buddy, but I, I would say, where's Pat? Come on, where's Pat? You know, we've we've got um, you know, Pete Dunn dropping <laughs> dropping off <laughs> only working, and Danny Birch like he's the da, you know, dropping them off at the cinema and giving them ten pound, going, oh you on you go, have a great time. I'll see you back here at ten o'clock after your match. But um, yeah, it's yeah, I want I want to see I want to see um Pat back. Bring back Pat. That's what I say. Um, match of the night. A uh, lot of good stuff going on. I'm going to have to give it to the Birch Larkin uh, and Kyle Finn main event, um, the tag match there. I really enjoyed that. Well, I just see that stuff going further. Who I want to see, I want to see grizzled young veterans up against Birch and Lorkin. Give me that match. I will pay good money to see that because I think...
3: You're not just complaining about too many heels versus heels. I know, <laughs>
2: but that would be just battering each other. It would be very, very good. So I want to see that, but yeah. Uh, that was NXT, and let's move on to SmackDown. It was a go-home show ahead of the
4: Rumble. So it was a really good show. Um, the last segment ended up being three matches, and if you counted that one match as, as one match, there was only three matches on the show. There was a lot of segments. So mm-hmm. we'll start at the beginning. Um, Daniel Bryan's in the ring. He's cutting a great promo, how he's going to win the Rumble. Could be his last chance to do it. Thanks to Alpha Cardi for getting him into great shape. He's in shape for the Rumble. His hips are loose. His cardio's great. And the thing that really made this segment for me, someone behind him had a dog on their Thunder uh, Dome screen. So it was the Thunder Dog. <laughs> and AJ Styles and Omas come out after that and the dog's gone. So must have got booted. Very disappointing. But um AJ comes out, he says he's out via the brand invitational and he challenged Brian um, and match later that night. Great stuff, no complaints. First body of the night, Big E trying to bribe Sonia Deville with a dollar to find out what his Royal Rumble number is. Absolutely shite, again. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least it wasn't a pancake. This... Look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if this is going to be a running joke. Every week somebody's going to try and bribe Sonia. We're going to see how it goes. But um, at this point, Ms. and Morrison show up as well, and they tease that they're going to cash in. So, yeah, that appearance from Ms. and Morrison as well. My second buddy, unfortunately, is corbin versus dominic now i've got no problems with dominic but having corbin batter him every week and getting saved by ray does not make him look good i'd like to see him on nxt or maybe 205 live having great matches you know with some of the younger talent i I think that there is a place for him on the roster but they're not using him well i think that makes sense
2: I think Dominic should be put down to NXT as well and just get the the air miles and get used to it, you know, cuz like you say um Bronze it's it's just um he's you know, getting battered. cuz he can't you can't feasibly put him up, you know, against someone like Corbin and put him over Corbin. You know, I'm saying that he did a bit mm-hmm. with Seth right enough, but you know, I, you know, I think he you know, like... really went
3: over Seth and I think Seth's a lot more of a ring general than Baron is by this stage. Yeah. I would assume.
2: Yeah, so, no, I think... Do, do you think, he, Gary, you should stay up on the main roster or would you be up for him going back down to NXT?
1: I would rather see him on NXT, but, again, I'm not quite sure. I think the maybe the logic behind it is that there's no many ridiculously polished guys that he would work with on NXT that are only in big programs, whereas yeah. on the main, the main roster, inverted quotes, there is. I, I think the Corbin stuff... I'm willing to try and get a go because I think it got disbanded ever so slightly because Rhea and Dominic both tested positive for COVID in December. Um, yeah. So there was a, a wee while when it wasn't a thing. But again, I just it's, it's the same as on, on Raw, which I'm not even going to bury it. There's a, that storyline with Charlotte, Rick and Lacey. And it's just like, <sighs> two weeks it is too long. And I feel like the Corbin Mysterio stuff has been like that for months now, uh, and Buddy Murphy isn't even there anywhere, yeah. which he was like the main part of it. So, I, I just Buddy think, the idea. Maybe <laughs> he went like
3: idea. home for a visit and has been trapped in Australia.
1: Ah, uh, you might, might be, might be yeah. something like that. But uh, I just think Dominic, you know, he started off with like that match that shocked us all when was absolutely amazing. And I think he's had like good matches and then just ended up locked in a storyline that's not really doing it for him and definitely not doing it for Baron Corbin either.
3: No. I always felt like they were going to have they had some big ideas for Dominic the way they debuted they debuted him they had all the Mysterio family and it just seems like it's kind of they got him like halfway up the mountain and then it just let him fall right back down the other side. Yeah. True.
2: True. Yeah. Sorry Paul, a little aside there about Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and um Last over. I want to put over the, the final segment. Um, like I was saying, it gets a bit confusing because it turned into three matches and it was 32 minutes long plus advert time as well. So it was very long. So it started off as Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Cesaro's on commentary. Sami Zayn comes out with more signs being a wee dick again. Big E comes out, Nakamura comes out, it turns into a six-man tag, Miz and Morrison then show up, Otis shows up, and they say it's a 10-man tag, but there's only nine people, which <laughs> was just very confusing. Sheamus then shown up towards the end of the match, everyone hit their finisher, Sheamus then got the win, and then Braun coming out and battered everybody, a smart down went off the air and declared that he was going to be in the Rumble. So it was a good segment, but it was very long and very confusing at the same time.
1: So yeah. I saw that I saw about that segment online, but I actually missed SmackDown. Uh, I was on like a video chat then Mario Kart, which is sometimes better than watching WWE. Um, <laughs> but did, did they actually uh, did they explain why Raw
4: superstars were there? Mm-hmm. It it was just because of the the quarterly superstar. Oh, thing.
1: oh far right uh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that
3: how do you guys feel about the fact they kind of pulled Braun out in the last minute and kind of gave him away? Because that surely would have been one of the good big surprises we'd have got in a very like limited surprise Rumble.
1: Aye, maybe. I don't know how many people are going to pop for Braun Strowman. Nah. Yeah, that's kind of point. It's not really that big a surprise. <laughs> is is the guy,
3: but, uh... Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. Match tonight, Paul.
4: Definitely had to be Bailey versus Bianca. And Bailey pulling on her ponytail and shouting ding dong was definitely a highlight of that match. And um, Bianca got the surprise win with the KOD for, for the win. Yeah, really good match.
3: Bianca's ponytail's been fucking abused this week, hasn't it? Yeah, I only pulled myself back into the ring it with it. That
2: was a great spot. Uh shout out to Bailey as well with the coal um, thing into the back of our carved out the back of our hair and he wasn't on commentary. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> brilliant.
4: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Definitely March
2: of the Night. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. It is the big moment. We love it every week. Are we going to get a big sigh from Gary or is Raw going to get Post Rumble, the thumbs up.
1: Raw was good. Oh, Raw was
2: good.
4: Man! <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: At twenty past three last night, I looked at the clock and went, "I've not looked at the clock, like not looked at the clock in a way." Ah, oh, fuck, how long's left on this this full time? So, uh, uh, it was a good draw. It was the perfect by any means, but it, it was a lot better than it's been for the past couple of months, at least. Um, first, put over. We've already mentioned them. Damian Priest, I always say it, you know, WWE has got all the resources in the planet to make somebody look like a big star on their debut. Sometimes they do it really well, and sometimes they don't do it so well. Keith Lee is probably the prime example of the latter. Um, Damian Priest, I know a lot of people, they, you know, a lot of wrestling fans at least, weren't they big on Bad Bunny being at the Royal Rumble and didn't they like his performance. Me included is not my kind of thing, but for me, knowing that the guy's like the most listened to artist on Spotify over mm-hmm. 2020, knowing that he's, aye, mental, um, but knowing is that he's... wrong? I, I didn't Hunter know who he well. was
3: until Sunday
1: night. <laughs> I didn't until <laughs> a subtitled news that mentioned that Spotify fact is the only reason I know. Um, but I know he's, you know, major artist. I think he's got like ridiculous views on YouTube. So I know why he was there, a big wrestling fan as well. Didn't he disgrace himself when he'd done his leap for the top rope? But anyway, he ended up on Raw. And they paired Damien Priest with this guy. So I'm going, first of all, that's, you know, that shows massive investment in somebody to put yeah. somebody that's just came for NXT. They've put him in the the thing that's going to make mainstream news, essentially. They've done that, had a Miz and Morrison segment uh, with Bad Bunny in the ring, the Miz TV segment. And they introduced, uh, or, or Bad Bunny introduced his new pal, Damien Priest. Damien Priest came out and you know, his entrance on NXT is good anyway. And I've moaned about how much I hate the Damien Priest name. Alex feels the same way. I know about the preferring when it was uh, Punishment Martinez. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think I'm finally sold. I think it's fine. I think they've packaged them the right way, just where this one, the Royal Rumble debut uh, and then the debut on Raw. Follow still that. I, the sexy I, white pants. No, no. Really, no he ah. was wearing his uh, black leather yeah, gear. Um, that's but. A bit,
2: ah. Do you think he'll go back to the kind of Playboy kind of Damien Priest that we saw in NXT? Laterally? I
1: think they're gonna I think they're gonna do with him what they were gonna try and do with Baron Corbin when he first went up. I think he's gonna be the the guy that bridges the gap for WWE into like metal music and, and everything that surrounds that. I think they're gonna go with that kind of route. But I don't mind right. if they do the playboy route, because I think it was brilliant at it. Um, yeah. but no, they had him come out and do the the entrance, you know, when he turns to the screen, shoots his uh, imaginary <laughs> arrow as the Archer of Infamy does. Like in, in and that in that the flames never been apart from the entrance. <laughs> 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 he likes shooting an imaginary arrow and that's it. But they've done that, came out, faced him as I wouldn't say a, desi- a decisive win, but like he won against a former WWE champion on his debut. Brilliant, absolutely amazing. You're like, right, he's been put over as much as he possibly can. And then he appears later in the show as well, gets a third appearance in a third different segment while Edge is walking to the ring. They do the, I want to say, Cena Undertaker for 2002? 2002. I was like (laughs) trying to remember back to SmackDown and I'm going definitely 2000 something. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've done the same thing where um, Edge essentially shakes his hand, says good performance, pretty much, straps a rocket to him and lets everybody know, watch this guy because he's brilliant so um, aye, absolutely amazing I can't remember the last time that in the space of, fair enough across three segments I show but in the space of about 20 minutes they made this guy essentially a, a nobody which because we've seen him at the Rumble people that don't watch NXT are going to go who's that uh, to the casual fans he's now the biggest star in WWE because he was my bad bunny, he's beat a, a former champion and a Hall of Famer's endorsed him so they've just done everything right with him absolutely love yeah. it, can't wait to see what Damien Priest is going to do next yeah. Um Buries. It's bad to say. It's actually a tough week to to bury much. Um, there wasn't much that was that bad that it would have been a bury last week. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not even really sure what I, I've not got any buries written down. But I feel like the show wasn't that good that I can't bury anything. So my bury is actually going to be the fact that Rhea Ripley didn't appear um, because I think the. Could do. with had a lot more on Raw than they could on SmackDown. No saying she's going to go to SmackDown. Of course, she might be an NXT for another couple of weeks and then go to Raw. But the you know the elimination of Alexa Bliss made me think. Right, they're going to stick her straight on Raw and we're going to be, you know, strapping her and, and sending her to the moon the same way they did with Damian Priest. But didn't they do that? So you know, I feel like it was a wee bit of a missed opportunity. Hope she doesn't go to SmackDown because we've got Sasha, Bailey, Bianca you know, um, Carmella is obviously a main event all there now as well. And then you've got like Riot Squad and, and all that as well, Natalia. So I, I feel like putting all there is a bit of a mistake. They could do it a lot more on Raw. That's a bit of a bury. And I guess I'll also bury the fact they have kept going with the Lacey and Charlotte and Ric Flair stuff. Cause it's just a bit boring. Um, yeah. I did have one. look other...
3: that Rick got confused which one his daughter was? And then it makes it a funny storyline.
1: Well, I <laughs> I kind of prefer that to my thinking is actually that they're trying to combat people saying that Charlotte is there through nepotism and trying to do a storyline that is the opposite of that. Why um, are
3: you doing that like four years after she's fucking yeah, <laughs> deduced? Yeah.
1: So I think it might be that, but I'm not obviously that's just a bit of a theory. Um, but my only other biddy I had written down was two words, and it's Jackson Riker. Um wow, there you go. Don't need them. Dad feel feel sorry for Elias being trapped in that uh storyline. But in saying that. We had in 2021 a match that saw Jeff Hardy and Carlito tag teaming. So, yes. my, <laughs> my second bit over is just seeing Jeff Hardy and Carlito. The guy <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, we did, we did love talk, team.
2: We did talk about Carlito actually. No, we were talking about the rumor. How jacked does Carlito
1: look? He looks better than he did when he was first wrestling. Well, I don't know if you've seen the story recently where Jim Ross spoke about how um, he believes Carlito did not reach his full uh, full potential. And he said that Carlito would have been a Hall of Famer when it came to um, being with the ladies. So I'm wondering if it's the opposite of that. And he he looks so jacked because he's celibate or if it's the opposite and he's not just pumping iron. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The the guy looks like he just went absolutely crazy on the way. It's ended up like jacked as anything. Obviously, he's accentuated. You know, we know he's got that, you know, the amazing hairstyle style of the trademark, but accentuated that. His hair looks even longer. He's got the wee goatee. They gave him the 8K entrance at the Rumble. Teamed him with Jeff Hardy on Raw, which is just absolutely brilliant. It made me think, I really hope this, the, the rumor is that he was back for a producer tryout, but that's the same story as MVP last year. Had his last match. No look at MVP. I'm hoping we get the same with Carlito. I'd love to see him back. Only annoyance is he's a face because that guy as a heel is absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And maybe I, I, I just thinking Legado del Fantasma doing something with you know, I, there's a lot, there's a lot of potential there with Carlito. I hope he, he stays around because I, I love the Carlito character. You know, he is a heel. Come on, he's a heel. That's how
1: he So and yeah. he's but apple in people's faces now though because of yeah. COVID. So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, match night, Gary. Sorry. Match of the night, I think no matter what happened on Raw, this was always going to be match of the night because I thought it was going to be another, you know, Triple H or Orton, Triple H V. Orton or a uh, Paul Heyman v. Adam Pearson, it wasn't gonna happen. And I was counting the minutes when we got to the end of, end of Raw. They announced during the show, which is always the one that Edge would face Randy Orton in the main event. When you announce something during the show that's that big, I'm like, well, if you've not announced it beforehand, it's not to get viewers, so it's for a big swerve. We got the match. Edge competed on Raw for the first time in singles action in over 10 years. Last match was the 31st of January, 2011 against The Miz. And then he'd done a tag match two months later. But it was against Del Rio and Broadus Clay, so obviously it doesn't count. Um, but we had Edge versus Randy Orton, which again, gave my new opponent is preferable. But the fact we had that match was brilliant. I know a lot of people are now going to like it and I refrained from putting it in my put because of that. But the Alexa Bliss stuff again, I thought was brilliant during it. The they had... Pretty balanced match, pretty brutal match as well. Like was a proper match. Edge wasn't being protected in any way more than any other wrestler would be. Randy Orton starts to get the upper hand. Randy Orton um, does the DDT for the you know the vintage Orton DDT for the apron. I uh, for the apron, sorry for the second rope, um, and then has Edge set up, goes to the corner, does his thing where he goes to his knees, slaps him mat. It's ready for the RKO. I don't know why, but Rockabye Baby was the lullaby they started playing for this. And then Alexa Bliss, who had interacted with Orton on the Weight of the Ring, is sitting on the top turnbuckle. Many put over here because I don't think a lot of people that don't watch horror movies would get it, but she started bleeding black blood for her mouth on the apron to distract Orton. The full thing in horror movies for that is normally that signifies that somebody is possessed which would lead into the storyline they've been doing well with the Fiend possessing or not that kind of stuff. Um, so I liked that. But then we had Edge spearing Randy Orton, pinning him one, two, three. Edge winning a singles match in the main event of Raw. Maybe Raw was so good last night because they've just took us back 10 years ago. But that for me was always going to be match of the night because Edge wrestled and won. And surely that's the end of Edge versus Orton for now. Couldn't oh, it's so. a It's <laughs> I think that was... The, they kind of built that way a couple of promos beforehand that it was looking towards being the end but I feel like we've had that a few times now. <laughs> I think now we all know what the, the main
3: event of Wrestlemania is going to be. <laughs> oh, Randy takes uh, the title off Drew in the Chamber Boys.
1: Well they might need to get to Randy Orton uh, Randy Orton's 16th title run to uh, get tied uh, have <laughs> seen and Flair uh, uh, now so you never know. No I don't. I, I'm going to after la- last night's Raw it's filled me with that much confidence I'm going to say that's us. We've ended that storyline. Edge is going to go into something Everything's gotta be good for now. Let us you into Raw next week. It's gonna be a good show. And I'm, wow. I'm positive, I'm optimistic. Oh, See how long this?
2: It this is great. It's the first time in months I've had a positive review of Raw. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Paul, thanks for coming on as ever doing smart. Remember, if you want to take Paul on for the title and come on, he's open to challenges. You know, you can cut a promo on all these other marks out there if you want, Paul.
4: <laughs> um, Get yourselves on. SmartDown's not that bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: the
3: apparently up until this week.
4: It's yeah. not a punishment, folks. <laughs> it used to be, but well, thanks for
2: coming on. Uh, we we'll hope we see you again next week. Uh, remember, you get a brace and put overs for Rab and Grado on the main show. Uh, do that on our Twitter, Wrestling Daft, on Insta, Wrestling Daft Podcast, or simply Wrestling Daft on the Facebook. Okie okay, dokie, okay. um, if you want more content from Wrestling Daft, it's very easy to get that. It's so easy. You just go onto the interweb, you type in patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's patreon, P A T R E O N.com forward slash wrestling daft. All one word. On there, you will find a variety of different tiers. Not the bad tiers that we're used to in lockdown, the good tiers, which give you extra content from us. Tier 1, Cruiserweight Champion, 4 bucks a month. Add free versions of the episodes. LA episode access. Patreon only chat community bonus content. Full video version of this podcast. Vote on the list of wrestling draft, and vote on Fantasy Booking Island. You can do that all just for $4 a month. Tier 2, the IC champion, about 7 odd pound. Everything from tier 1, plus a video version. Of the show with Rab and Grado, so you can see all the mischief they get up to on the record. Um, You're getting invited. to speak the word g- the when it comes to Grado. You know that it sounds so innocent. Yes. Yeah. He's always. You get invited to our Patreon pay-per-view parties as well. Uh, like we were discussing earlier on. I was going to do WrestleMania Saturday night for the, the big one, but we might do AEW or Elimination Chamber in between. AEW
3: has been moved to a Sunday, you remember?
2: Oh, we might not do that. It's been
3: moved to Sunday the 7th of March because oh, we I... didn't want to go up against certain uh, sort of sports and I think and change yeah, the bands and COVID and all the rest of it. I don't, well, it's a shame.
2: Well, we'll, we'll see. we might do that But you get a bonus episode once a month uh, we it's a bit back in time we did do one there at the weekend Dragon and Grado did a Royal Rumble preview uh, worth listening to because Gradle talks about how they book a Rumble match Rumble matches he's been involved in uh, get on and listen to that we'll be doing a Dafties at some point as well in the next week or so uh, when we look back at our favourite bits of um, January we'll maybe get a couple of beers and do that this weekend at some point so we'll get that up and you can, yeah, you can hear that, will be February's bonus episode uh, world tier 3, world heavyweight champion $20 a month, everything in the previous tiers, plus you get free wrestling daft t-shirt design of your choice chance to come on, or the first chance to come on this show as a mark, or on the running um, talking about t-shirt designs, big shout out to friend of the show uh, wrestling figure designer extraordinaire Kyle Customs um, has done it we were t- Rab and Gradle were talking about um, Spooky Cub on last week's <laughs> episode. Which Gradle basically went to like a medium club, which he called the Spooky Cub in Stevenson. Um, we talked about how he went down to Irvine and pretend to be a medium himself. Um, and we have got a design based on the Bullet Club uh, t-shirt with Spooky Cub on it. It is incredible. We're going to put that up, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestlingdaft, that's our merch stock, we'll get all our merch, uh, and we'll see how long that lasts before we get a cease and desist from New Japan, who are all over this kind of stuff, so we'll wait and see how we get it on, um, so you'll get that, uh, plus you can pick it up as a, as a t-shirt if you sign up and you're on in there for three months as a World Heavyweight Champion. So, that is all the Patreon chat. Get on board. We'd love to welcome you to our roster. It's a great wee community we've got up there. We, we all know each other. We all chat to each other. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Daft.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps>
2: That, that was your buzz, Royal Rumble buzzer there. Um, Royal Rumble, we're just fresh off the back, and there's obviously stories that come with that as we go on the road to WrestleMania and point at that sign several times. Gary, what's the fallout from
1: the Rumble, man? I, well, actually, I've just got a press release there that's came for WWE that Drew McIntyre's releasing his first book. A book about oh. Drew McIntyre's life is coming out on April twenty
0: wow. second. Oh um, my so
2: god! I... If there is not a chapter about Grado, I will be so disappointed. <laughs> so well-heat.
1: I will. It is. It's it's about his full life. Um, apparently, it um, tells the incredible life story and his journey from a small village in Ayrshire, Scotland, to the global spotlight at WWE. Um. Pretty much just says it goes through his full life and career uh, and will be released on April 22nd. So mm-hmm. aye, there you go. Cover is a, cover's a belter. It's just drew, a photo I drew with championship and it's Drew McIntyre. My story, a chosen destiny, Britain's first WWE champion. So, Chapter aye. Um, 8, Drew versus Grado, come on. <laughs> so aye, looking forward to that. But uh, that's literally just came through there, but... You know, well, he's kind of Royal Rumble news because he beat Goldberg. Um, that that might have a wee end part in the book, depending on how late it goes to. Uh, but obviously, a load of returns, as we've already spoken about. With that, you know, we did mention MVP. It Always comes that like, Oh, you know, will they be back for one more? If they're cleared to be in a Rumble, would they be back for any anything else along that? And obviously, Christian is the the big news. Yeah. He apparently was only cleared to return a week before the Royal Rumble, wow. um, which is, yeah, PW Insider always pretty, pretty on the ball with stuff like that. Um, Mike Johnson saying that apparently cleared a week before the Royal Rumble um, for in-ring action. It looked pretty good. Uh, didn't he look like he was showing any effects to me? So interestingly, they've reported that he might have signed a part-time deal going forward they don't mention anything about matches or anything like that, but Christian did do the, you know, WWE exclusive interview, the thing they do on social media. And they tweeted out as well afterwards saying, you know, it, all he wanted was to go on his own terms, similar to Edge. Uh, and we've seen where that has gone. And he said, if that was it, at least he's, you know, went out in his own terms. But if it's not, and then had a wee ellipsis there. So, you know, I looks that- like we-
3: they're maybe just moving Randy Orton onto Christian instead of Edge.
1: No, my hope <laughs> is that we'll get. Um, I, I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday, but my hope is we get Edge targeting Roman Reigns, and then we get either Edge and Christian versus Reigns and Jey Uso, or Edge and Christian v the Usos, because that would be absolutely incredible. Yeah, I yeah, um, I think I
2: think they, they they should they need to do some with the tag division. We've talked about it so long. Put Edge and Christian in as a kind of you know, back and get put the straps on them, man. Do you know what I mean? Get all the young ones chasing. Don't give them all you know. the belts to Edge at once.
3: <laughs> <All right. laughs> give just all, all the belts. He's, he's, he's just, the man needs like a month off after his Rumble Iron Man. Johnson. Such a I mean, march he's right. wrestled an hour and a half in the last two days.
1: That's that, more exercise than I've done in this fucking year. That was the thing I'd had to even mention with the... a <laughs> in event. He was in the opening segment of Ron. He looked like it was limping to the ring. It looked like he'd been through a war and went another half an hour with Andy Orton. Someone uh,
3: in the I, pay-per-view party pointed out that every time he does a movie, like holds his right <laughs> bicep and we're all like, oh no, don't get hurt again.
0: It's,
1: don't get hurt again. They sell it the same way Daniel Bryan does and Sasha <laughs> Banks every time they get a, a big bump. But, uh, so you never know, might get Christian back and then Carlito, as we mentioned, um, was apparently on a tryout for a producer role, wrestled a match might get him back, so uh, here's hoping because I think they both looked absolutely brilliant. So hopefully we get two of them back, if, if no, um, then maybe one of them.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and Cesaro, um, rumours are that his contract runs out really
1: soon. Aye, so, um, you know, might have someone going in the opposite direction out of the company that I wouldn't want to see leaving. But, you know, Cesaro is somebody we know will be a success no matter where he goes. Interesting one because... They've not done a great deal with him up until about the past couple of months in terms of, you know, actually pushing him as a singles competitor. And now he's been looking incredible. In the lead up to the Royal Rumble, it looked like it was starting to become one of the favourites for the Rumble match uh, just by, you know, pinning several WWE or former WWE champions, uh, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler. But Rajgiri Wrestling Inc, reporting that Cesaro's contract ends right after WrestleMania. It's not something that's really unusual in any way uh, that somebody's contract would end, you know, right after WrestleMania, because we've seen that several times. The the main one that you go back to is John Moxley, uh, and the reason I would mention that in particular is because what we learned for John Moxley's contract ending is that there is no no compete, so they can go anywhere immediately after if they don't resign the contract. We also seen WWE with that again around this time of year the news came out and they actually put it out first and said he's chosen not to re-sign, obviously they had end the storylines WWE have to say that an official on this one yet, worth noting, um, and there's no news as to, you know, how the contract discussions could go if he's been offered a new one um, if he's going to be like, intending to re-sign a new one, you'd have to think they would offer him one, um, but you know whether they would be re-signing one but it's the kind of thing where you look at the past year and how many people that Cesaro is undoubtedly friends with that have ended up in AEW, ended up in Impact and all that kind of thing. So want to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, know that the news is out there that his contract's ending. If wrestling companies didn't know, which you'd assume they would, because it's their business to to, to yeah. find out these things that they might be hovering about. Uh, and also worth noting that no, all the speculation is going to be running wild. So I expect we'll be talking about that for many more uh, many more weeks and months up until Royal up until Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and see if Cesaro does indeed stay or if he goes. What would you do if you were Cesaro? and AEW coming offer you a better contract. It's so a really interesting one. I think it depends what the wrestler wants. Um, he's he's kind of made it no secret on, on interviews and podcasts in the past that he feels like he's more charismatic, and I agree with him that than than he gets credit for. And I think on the microphone, the past few weeks he's got the chance to prove that. Yeah. But I think it depends if if he truly has aspirations of winning a world title. He might need to think, is that possible in WWE? Or you know, would I need to go elsewhere? But at the same time, you also maybe look elsewhere and go, Would I get that elsewhere? That's what I was going to say. Me is it, I mean, that's <laughs> it. Send him to Impact. Do, well, Impact that, that's, replay, ah, you definitely would get a title there.
2: <laughs> yeah, you definitely get a title on Impact, that's for sure. Uh, but if, he, if he's looking across the pond at AEW, that main event picture at the moment is pretty stacked and there's a lot of people standing in front of him. You mentioned Miro, you've got Lance Archer there, you've got, um, you know, I guess Darby Allen's got to be mentioned in that, Hangman Page. Yeah. You know, there's. And then a you lot. even look
1: at Jericho and Matt Hardy and all the guys yeah. that were above him in WWE when he was. I <laughs> think that uh, this
3: is only the beginning of the Omega title reign as well. And they've obviously got booking for this Omega title reign the way they started with Callus. So
1: I think yeah. the best thing that you can say is, and this obviously goes back, you know, the way it was many years ago. Uh, but the best thing you can say about him now is, is if his contract is going to end in two months, he has a lot of leverage that uh, if he's going to you know play the game and wait and grind it out all the way until it's near that end you know it could easily debut somewhere right after Wrestlemania it could play the game have WWE you know on tent or hooks and then it's up to him if he decides to take a deal or if he goes elsewhere so I'm really looking forward to it I think it's the kind of thing that makes it a lot more exciting to watch Cesaro going forward Uh because we're all going to be wondering what he's doing absolutely well as
2: a wise man once said it's all about the game and how you play it Um, so yeah (laughs) thanks very much for the news as ever Gary the sun is shining the weather is sweet yeah makes you want to move those dancing feet um, I've used that. I've used that intro before while we're talking about song lyrics. Um, yeah, we're back on fantasy booking island. Last week we were set at the booking of booking Conor McGregor, who obviously just lost in the UFC, and the rumours that well we we thought he might turn up at the remote. In fact, no one thought he was turning up. No, at the we remote. didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, but obviously the whispers, as usual, are in the wind that he is heading to Stamford and heading to the WWE. I'll believe it when I see it, but you never know, stranger things have happened. Uh, so we were asked to book McGregor's first six months in the WWE. Um, Gary, you won the last booking, which was a uh, Gradle with the, the 24. No, no, it was um last booking, which was all the gimmicks just thrown into one, wasn't it? Was it the Gradle 24 title? Uh, it was the, it uh, was a Gradle one, I It was the Gradle one. Uh, it was the 24-7 title. Um, so what would you like to do would you like to go first or would you like to nominate myself or Alex
1: I'm going to take the L and I'm going to go first because I know that I'm just going to be horrendous at this so I'll go first
2: well the rules are Um, simple you've got two minutes on the clock to book Conor McGregor in WWE and your time starts now I
1: was going to be a complete dick and either put him in the 205 Live in the cruiserweight division oh, yeah. or uh, have him job out to R-Truth for the 24-7 title, but I've decided against that. Oh, you would have won with that. <laughs> I was also very tempted to have Sheamus as his manager because I just think that'd be money, but I know that Sheamus and has kind of called him out. Um, so I John looks like I've gave the game away there. So what I'm actually going to go with is that we're going to have Matt Riddle adopt the fight pit match as his new thing. he he ends up beating Bobby Lashley in it and then ends up relinquishing the United States Championship because he goes I'm not here for titles I'm here for the pay packet and the money that I get for doing fight pit matches much like in UFC is much more than I would ever earn in wrestling matches so I'm just going to do fight pit matches adopts the Ken Shamrock gimmick runs through absolutely everybody in fight pit matches much like we had the Lions then Um, so we end up having that gone for a wee while and he's beating all all the wrestlers that you'd expect him to beat you know we've just brought raw underground out to the front, <laughs> pretty much, so that the fans that are back in can see it. We have him run through absolutely everybody. He ends up taking down, you know, all oh, you're Arturo Rua's and, and all the people that have, you know, crossed over for UFC, but weren't quite big names? And then we get Matt Riddle taking on Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and Matt Riddle gets injured. And the person that you bring back is Conor McGregor. Just so you can get Conor McGregor versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in an octagon, uh, just so that WWE can cash in on that UFC coin. So that is literally all I went with. I'm not even going to build up to anything bigger than it is. I'm just saying Brock Lesnar, Conor McGregor in an octagon at WrestleMania.
2: Book it. Book it. Right, who's going next then, me or Alex?
1: I'll
3: do it, I'll do it, since we've already uh, given go your game away, Alex. John. So i John's I'll game change. away, so
1: let him let have some time to adapt and it, Alex.
3: <laughs> oh, We're going to
1: start by putting Sheamus as Conor McGregor's
3: man at night. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't actually want to put Conor McGregor in WWE, so I'm going to do something completely different. So, I want Dana White and Conor McGregor to call out Vince McMahon on some kind of Fox show and call wrestling fake. So, Vince McMahon turns up, with his boy, Big Bort Lesnar, to confront Dana and Connor, But it's not just him because, you know, wrestling's bigger than WWE. So out of nowhere appears Tony Khan with Jake Hager. And of course, Don Callis turns up with the man, the myth, the legend that is Ken Shamrock. And it can all lead to an actual real legitimate fight. We'll make a hell in an octagon. So we'll build an octagon bigger. We'll put a cage on top but We'll do it on a boat. We'll rip off the John Oliver pay-per-view title of UFC. Million dollars Bork versus Connor versus Pager versus Shamrock. Legit fight. I think that'd be way better. Done. <laughs> I don't Alex. care care who, who wins. Alex You've
2: had two weeks to think about this booking. That is that is not your typical booking. You usually come with a notepad and pen, writing it out, reciting it. You've done that in fifty seconds.
3: Well, I I I may have gotten slightly drunker than I intended last night, and as such, my brain has been below par during my workday. And as such, I just. uh, You've had two weeks, Alex McRoberts. Two weeks. You
2: complained about this for so long and moaned and moaned and bitched about it, and now you've had two weeks to make the booking, and you got too drunk last night. You go and stand in the corner. I'm sorry, John. It won't happen again. Right. Okay. Right. Someone's starting the timer on me. Here we go. Right, you'll never guess what's going to happen here. So <laughs> Conor McGregor comes into the city. There's a whole thing. I'm saying with all the you know the papers at the WWE. That it's it's dealt with like a I guess like a a big sign for a boxing match. You know, like they do at the UFC. Big press conference with the people asking them questions and stuff like that. Um, but he can't wrestle really. He, you know, he needs to learn the way. So who comes there? Our good Irish friend, Sheamus. So Sheamus takes him under his wing. We cut to, you know, in big build-up packages. We cut to she- Sheamus training McGregor up. Then McGregor just starts in that way that Blesner did. He just, or a go, almost like a goldbird, going through people. You know, starting off at the, you know, the, the kind of lower end, building his way up. You know, we're going through guys. We're building up. Uh, you know, we hit that riddle match. Um, at some point, in the meantime, in the background, Seamus uh, is one is turned to full heel, um, and uh, got the the world title. We have this whole buddy kind of you know Mickey Rocky relationship, but you kind of McGregor's more of a face in this one, as opposed to Fremish's turning heel. This eventually comes while well, McGregor's went through the title. He's picked up the US title. Uh, He's the big man. He's starting to get a bit more heel as well then we come to a heel versus heel match Um, It it builds up to WrestleMania with Conor McGregor fighting Sheamus at WrestleMania after uh, He turns on Sheamus and we get some wonderful heel promos from McGregor basically defunct in wrestling all that sort of stuff and that is my booking as well, which is a bit of shit as well, but there we go. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of Paul and Kettle Black there,
3: John. I had a better stage. in my head, but I kept looking at my watch and the time was just going. I think we've all got past the stage that we've, uh, that we've stopped timing them, really, to be fair. So...
1: No, I, I was timing that because I was really hoping that John, despite us both giving away his booking, was gonna overrun and disqualify himself. <laughs> <by the laughs> I started to feel a bit bad because that happened like three weeks in a row, so I've just kind of stopped
3: diving to <laughs> let him off. Like,
2: oh right, are, right Stop destroying
3: oh.
2: him. Uh, so yeah, there you go. There's fantasy booking island. I kind of back in the fag packet. Fantasy booking island. From all three of us this week. We have. I think. I
3: think this is John's fault for
2: organising
1: a pay per view. Patreon party on a Monday night, so that's it's, potentially it's my fault. So Gary, I'm going to blame, I ain't blame whoever it was that created it because I don't give a shit about Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> that's my main excuse. <laughs> Gary, what is your booking in a sentence? Um, Conor McGregor versus Brock Lesnar in an octagon at WrestleMania. Alex,
3: Ork versus McGregor versus Shamrock versus Hager.
1: And I'm going for the old. Seamus
2: manager turning uh, for an all Irish feud at WrestleMania with uh, both titles in the line as US title goes against heavyweight title and by the way McGregor's going over in that one as well and uh, it's going to be an arsehole after that so yeah that is my booking probably uh, after that he's going to be an arsehole well yeah <laughs> so yeah you can vote on that get on our Patreon patreon.com forward slash wrestling dad, and we'll be looking for your suggestions for a booking uh, as we announce the results and the next booking next week. not that it matters, because Alex has had two weeks and he's not even bothered his arse. So uh, that's it for this week's Wrestling Daft Marks. Thank you very much for listening. We do, really do appreciate it. And if you do appreciate the show, please hop on to Apple, give us a wee rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know, give us five stars. That'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Uh, so you can get that. Um, or, and you get us every Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever you get your podcast, depending on how quickly I can turn around the edit. Um, Rap and Gradle are back on Friday with the headline show. Um, all the usual stuff. List of wrestling, daft, This week, let me just check the Patreon poll. Very exciting. It was between. Uh, your favourite uh, colour commentator or your favourite commentator as a whole and we're going to be ranking them what do you think would win that one guys?
1: well I would go for Taz but I think people are going to go for um, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan I think that's always going to be the way but I would go for Taz because I'm a pure mark for Taz
2: yeah so it was best colour commentator that actually won the vote who's your favourite colour commentator of all time Alex?
1: Now I'd be really
3: crazy and say the Pope D'Angelo Niro, No, I'm joking. That was just a wild one out there because he used to say silly things on commentary. I quite like Excalibur. I think Excalibur. Oh, really cool. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, and I think I think he needs I think he needs more up. I think he needs more respect. Old
1: Alex Excalibur. is only saying this to get the kudos to that person that says We're always better bury, at burying AEW. <laughs> 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 trying to get uh, plus points. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm.
2: I've got to go. Jesse the Body. Like, I just. I can't look beyond Jesse the Body. Anymore.
3: Oh no! Wait a second. It's, does, does Booker T count because of how many ridiculous nonsense that he used to say all the time? And that you can't have Booker T. So ridiculous, Jesus.
1: Right. right? I'm going to wait on someone saying Mike Adamly, even though that can be said because it was obviously a concussion that made him not. How many?
3: How many votes do you think JBL is going to get? could we have the most racist commentator
2: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, that is the list of wrestling daft this week we'll have your uh, (laughs) wrestling daft road stories again my favourite feature Um, and the punning is only going to run as a pay per view now it'll be on once a month but this week it is on and the puns are religious based and I really we're going to be crossing a very we're going to be walking a tightrope with this one I think. Um, I I offer you up Damien Priest which writes self. Oh, cool.
1: Damien Priest is there already that's uh...
2: But I'm looking at some of the, the listeners they have not disappointed uh, I'll give you one here for, a couple from um, <laughs> Toby Michaels has went for Pray gives just like a prayer on our level of meaning. There we go. Um, Can we
1: get the, the former Cruiserweight uh, Classic competitor, Ho Ho Nun?
2: Yep. All of that. That's what we're looking planning Punning for the religion. Uh, so thank you for that. Get on Twitter. Get involved in that. Um, and remember, if you're not signed up to a Patreon, I've mentioned it all the time, but get on board. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling Daft Helps pay for the show. And we do appreciate that. Um, boys, anything you want to plug, Gary? You've
1: got... Oh, we're going to have the Bushwhackers. When can we put that interview out? Uh, that'll be probably next week, I guess. Yeah, uh, so Bushwhackers, I um, no. the show. I have not actually listened back to it or started doing it because I've been a wee bit busy the past day. But I um, that'll be fine for next week. So bushwhackers will be um, be on the show. That uh, so you'll just hear me chuckling along. So I always forget to mute my microphone when I'm <laughs> listening to the answers oh, to my that's questions. that's what I,
2: just, I love that. So, aye, uh, bushwhackers. The bushwhackers on the show next week. Really looking forward to hearing that, Alex.
3: What? I think are you think we should just put over the Oceana. Presence in wrestling, we've had. We had loads of Australian women in the rumble. We had a Kiwi, and now we've even got an Australian, no, Kiwis in the, new Kiwis. On the podcast.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So there we go. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Get Gary at wrestling. Gary, get Alex on Team Three D R S. Get me at uh, producer John. I don't tweet much like Alex does, but uh, yeah get on Gary because Gary will give you all the wrestling stuff that you need he's all tweets
3: enough for all the events. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: exactly but then you'll see the shite that I recycle for this show so uh, don't do that <laughs> don't do that uh, definitely don't do that
0: uh, thank you
2: very much for listening to Wrestling Dad of Marks. until next time keep marking out
0: Audio Frontier